Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeVolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Live. You know what that means? Time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from. On the Big Blue Marble, thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for the High Altitude Mentorship Show, brought to you, of course, by flywithjt.com. That's flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. And just a little bit of a programming note, as I mentioned each Wednesday, this call is done live at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, but we also do four other calls, Monday, Tuesday, and then uh, Thursday and Friday. And you can listen to those by going over to jtdebolt.com and looking for the podcast button, and uh, you'll find the other calls that we do. Those are not live, of course. Those are pre-recorded. But uh, just a little bit of a programming note for your listening enjoyment. Leadership is a little bit misunderstood, and I personally have, have witnessed it to be an increasingly rare trait in just general society, overall society. Now, obviously, in certain pockets like business and sports and the high-performance world, you'll see leadership. You'll see people step up into those realms. And so for those of you who live a high-performance life, if you're in a high-performance sort of world, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an executive, whether you're an athlete, or somebody who helps and pushes those kinds of people to be better and to strive and get to that next level, then, of course, you'll say, but leadership's part of my everyday life. But I'm talking about if you just look in society, in society in general, and you compare it, let's say, to the, what they call the greatest generation, right? For, for, that would, for me, that would be my grandparents. For some people, it was their parents. For some people, it was their great-grandparents. But, you know, when we're talking about the greatest generation, the World War II generation, that was a generation, a society that seemed to have a lot more intrinsic leadership. It seemed like just the person living on the street, they had a sense of personal leadership, a sense of unit leadership, whether it was a family or a small group of people, could have been in the church, could have been their neighborhood. There was a sense of leadership, but it seems to be increasingly rare these days. Not sure why that is, and perhaps I'm a little bit off, but I think I, think I might be right here. It's this me-first mentality that I think the society is, is, is sort of taking on, this obsession with shortcuts, this obsession with immediate gratification. It seems to have watered down the very notion of the word leadership, and certainly the presence in our everyday life. But there's still a cross-section of society who believes in the power of responsibility and leadership. People who still really hold on to that, uh, that, that sense of carrying the torch, if you will, to lead others and to lead by example by living the example. Big difference than sort of preaching an example when you actually live the example. And that's why when we talk about that here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show, it's really important. I think it's a really special message. 
is talking about this this concept of high performance, especially leadership, not just leadership in general, not just personal leadership, but high performance leadership. And I don't say that to be some kind of cute buzzword. I really truly believe there's a difference between leadership and high performance leadership. It's been my observation that really there are seven traits. I'm going to share those seven traits with you today because following the principles of leadership is the way of life for a lot of folks. Maybe you, maybe the folks that you associate yourself with. And so in order to take it to the next level, in order for us to be more effective leaders and to not just be high performance in our own lives, in our own careers, but also to help the people that we are mentoring, that we're leading, that we're shepherding, whatever the word that's applicable to your particular situation, if we want those people to elevate their game, then it's important for us to set the example by living the example. There's seven traits that I believe are key and essential for high-performance leadership. The very first one is to be curious. Now, I say this because leadership itself requires exploring new frontiers. If you think about it, that's what we do. We lead from the front, right? And sometimes they say, what, you know, you can always tell the pioneers because they're the ones that have the arrows in their back, right? <laughs> it's an old kind of like cheeky joke, but it's kind of true in a way because when we pioneer and when we think of new ways, we think outside of the box, we're going to have a lot of people that have conventional wisdom or people who are tied to and married to the status quo that want to keep things the way they've always been. And that could be a huge challenge for a leader, especially a high-performance leader, somebody who's here to make a difference, somebody who's here to set the tone. And what's interesting is, is that if you come from a position of, of really wanting to explore new frontiers, not from a place of being impulsive, not from a place of making hasty decisions, right? What we're talking about is actually being very curious and saying, how can we do something different? How can we think outside the box? How can we present something new to the marketplace, to the industry, to the team, to whatever it looks like, the, the playing field? When we have that sort of belief system, when we come from a place of curiosity, that's when we can truly make a difference. And when other people, the people that we're leading, our teams, our peers, even our superiors, you can lead even if you're not the number one head honcho. Everybody's got a boss, it seems like, these days, right? But when you lead from the front, when you lead with this attitude of curiosity, it has sort of an infectious response to the world around us. People naturally say, hey, that's pretty cool. That person's thinking outside the box. Let me see what I can do with my own sense of curiosity. What can I do with my own sense of ingenuity and innovation? And those are important traits to have when we want to lead, especially when we want to lead a high-performance team. The next trait that we, I, think, I believe that we have to have as high-performance leaders is the ability to trust our gut. I cannot tell you how many times well, my wife and I refer to it as my pilot spidey sense, right? This sort of sixth sense, this ability to trust your gut, to kind of know when certain things aren't quite right. When I flew in the U.S. Navy, there were times where I absolutely had to learn to trust my gut. In fact, it was, it was sort of an old way of, of teaching it in flight school. They just said, hey, you've got to learn to trust your gut. And you, you trust your gut by building out your instincts. Your instincts come from a ton of practice. They come from a ton of experience. So it wasn't enough to just go up there and hope that you could figure it out. That's called being luck, lucky. Let's say, you know, trying to use luck, I guess. What they were teaching us in terms of learning how to use our instincts, how to not just fly by the seat of your pants, but how to actually trust your gut 
meant that you had to first and foremost had a, have a very deep knowledge of what we were doing. We were very proficient in the performance of the aircraft. We were very uh, proficient in the, um, the procedures and the maneuvers that we were flying. We knew them inside and out. And then we, we would rehearse them thousands of times mentally. We'd rehearse them in the simulator and, of course, rehearse them behind the controls of the aircraft. And over time, you start to kind of feel your way through and understand the environment. You understand the aircraft. You understand a lot of things even before you've had the experience. And what happens is you start to, you get, start to get to learn your, to trust your gut. Strong leaders, be they natural-born leaders or people that have been trained over time to be in a leadership position, learn that their intuition and their instincts are as important as the, the hard facts and the hard data. I remember a story about Richard Branson. He was talking about how he, he used his gut quite a bit, particularly when he was building Virgin Airlines and taking on British Airlines. Because at that time, British Airlines was sort of the international, you know, sort of uh, that was the standard aircraft or sta standard uh, airline. That's what everybody associated with in, in Great Britain was British Airlines. And now here comes this young upstart from a record company, and he's going to start his own airline. He trusted his gut. He went with what he knew. He knew that you know, there were certain things that he had to do from a business sense in order to make this thing fly, no, no pun intended. And so it's kind of an interesting thing. If you learn to trust your gut, you will be a better performer, but not just a better performer, you'll also be a better leader. Learning to trust your gut is one of those things that can be a competitive advantage to you and certainly something that can serve a lot of folks around you. So learn to trust your gut. The third thing that you need to do in order to be a high-performance leader is to stay in your power. Now, what do I mean by that? This is about being poised. This is about being under control emotionally. One thing I've always loved about operating with the U.S. Navy SEALs is that there was always a sense that they were in control, right? Not necessarily saying that they controlled everything, but that was they, they sort of carried themselves with um, a belief system that was, look, no matter how bad this gets, we're not going to be pushed around. We're going to take control of the situation. And what's interesting is there's a big difference. High-performance leaders realize they cannot control everything. In fact, they don't even try to control everything. What they understand is how to control what's inside their control. What can we control? What is it that we can control in any kind of situation? Number one, it's how we think, how we act, and how we believe, right? We can believe those things. We can create our own belief systems. We can say, hey, I can take care of any situation. I'll land on my feet. I can create, I, I, I can, uh, I got this. I can handle this. Whatever the belief systems is, are and how we talk to ourselves and how we believe, ourselves, believe about ourselves inside any kind of situation is key and essential to how we operate. As a leader, we're always going to be challenged from all sides, all sides. Your decisions are going to be questioned no matter what. Emotions will tend to elevate from time to time. And so having a sense of emotional control and equilibrium will be critical in handling these high pressures of leadership. Key and essential, being able to stay in your power when things don't go well or when things go very well, being able to stay grounded. When people attack you or people disagree with you or people question you, being able to not take it personally but rather to address the question or the concern at face value being able to stay in your power even when you're attacked or when, you're, when people are telling you that you're wrong, key and essential for being a high-performance leader. Next, 
is to be able to speak your mind. Now, this may sound inherently obvious. We may say, well, JT, it doesn't matter what level of leadership you're in, you have to be able to speak your mind. And there's absolute truth to that, for sure. But this goes beyond just the typical, hey, I need to be able to speak my mind. A strong leader has to be clear in their vision and very, very capable of communicating it effectively. Not to be able to just say, hey, we're going to go out there and be top in sales. Uh, we're going to be the best team. We're going to win the cup. We're going to win the championship. We're going to win the trophy. But being able to articulate how it's going to be done, why it's going to be done, how each member of the team is going to contribute and take ownership of that accomplishment. Speaking your mind is important because if you disagree with certain things, if you say, hey, it's time to think outside the box, it's time to take a more innovative approach, it's time to be curious, it's time for us all to trust our gut. We all need to stay in our power. To say things like that, to speak your mind can sometimes rattle people. It takes them off their equilibrium because they're used to the status quo and now all of a sudden you as the leader may have this beautiful vision, but if it's kept inside you, if it's not shared effectively, then it's, it's not going to be there for anybody to benefit from. So extremely important to be able to speak your mind, to believe and stand up for what you believe in, to know that what you believe is valuable, to know that your contribution is crucial, and to be able to speak your mind clearly, eloquently, but more importantly, to speak it in a way that other people can understand and actually take it on board is the mark of a high-performance leader. The next thing is to review your goals and progress regularly. Now, I talk about this with, with the method of the uh, flight plan to success process of not just setting goals but achieving goals. The idea here is that you do regular assessments and regular check-ins and ask yourself, okay, is this working? Is the flight plan that we've put together for our organization, is the flight plan that I've put together for myself, for my business, for my goal, whatever it is, my dream, is it effective? Am I operating at the level that I need to operate to get the results I'm after? Am I giving my best stuff? Am I being present and in the moment? Or am I constantly worried about the future or concerned about the past? Reviewing those goals and your progress on a regular basis is the mark of a high-performance leader, and it's one of the things that it takes some time and takes some practice because if you're not doing it on a regular basis, I recommend doing it at least weekly. One practice that I, uh, I do in my own life is to look back and say, okay, here's my top three priorities for the year. What are the things that I have to do on a daily basis that point me toward those top three priorities and then check in on a regular basis? My top three priorities actually right there on a corkboard uh, in my workspace, in my office. So I can see it on a daily basis and I can say, yeah, I'm actually pointed toward those things. If we don't have that regular check-in, if we don't have that regular assessment of whether it's working or not working, then we have a tendency to get off track. And it doesn't take long. It only takes one half of a degree for an aircraft to get off its course. And so the pilot has to be constantly aware, constantly vigilant of the course that he or she is flying in order to keep the mission on track. So review your goals and progress on a regular basis. Next is to accept responsibility. Now, again, for, the, for all the leaders on the, on the, <laughs> that are listening in on the podcast, this seems fairly, fairly obvious, right? Accepting responsibility. We all know we have to accept it. But, again, I kind of alluded to a moment ago that this day and age, leadership is starting to become more and more of a rare trait. So is personal responsibility. More of an entitlement more of a me-first type of atmosphere that we're starting to see. Well, it's time for us to step up as leaders and to reinforce this notion of personal responsibility, accepting responsibility, and sometimes even accepting responsibility beyond our own personal actions. 
as a high-performance leader, people are going to be looking to you every time something goes right or something goes wrong. What do we do next, boss? That's the kind of vibe that you're going to be getting from that. And what's interesting is to be able to accept full responsibility for the actions that you take as well as the actions of the people underneath you or that work with you is a key and essential aspect to leadership. I've seen people that have built amazing organizations, young entrepreneurs that built multi-million dollar programs out of nothing, zero, literally out of their closet of their house, and yet lack the ability to accept responsibility, point uh, blame and shame on all directions every time something goes wrong. Now, they might be successful at making money, but they're terrible at leadership. That's, again, why I'm saying just because a person has great results does not make them a leader. Very important differentiation to make. Accepting personal responsibility, accepting responsibility for when something goes wrong is a key aspect to to, uh, high-performance leadership. And not just saying, I got this, you know, it's my fault, and taking it from sort of a self-deprecating stance, but rather from a place of ownership and empowerment, standing in your power, very key and essential. Finally, I think one of the most important things we can all do, whether you see yourself as a leader or not, is to accept yourself as you are for who you are. Now, it's okay to have a a mindset and a daily habit of working on yourself on a daily basis to refine yourself and take your game to that next level. You might say, I love myself, but I want to become more of myself. I want to become better. I want to do more. That's great. But see, that's a difference. That's coming from a place of loving and valuing yourself and saying, there is more inside of me. I'm going to refine that out of, me, out of myself, just like a diamond. If you see a diamond that's just, gra- uh, just dug out of the ground, it doesn't look like that sh- sparkly, sh- you know, shiny thing that you see in a jewelry store. In some cases, it just looks like a rock. But it takes the art of a fine gem- gemologist to actually refine that thing down and make it into what it is, the beautiful piece of uh, jewelry or that beautiful stone that you see in a setting of jewelry. And so when we accept ourselves, hey, sometimes we just look like that rock. We don't look like the beautiful diamond yet. We accept ourselves as we are for who we are because we know deep down inside that we, we, are, we are that diamond. It just takes a little bit of polishing and refining and, and cutting in order to be the best we can be. That's the hard work that we do when it comes to personal growth. That's the hard work that we do when we refine ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, professionally. We build our skill sets. We align ourselves with high-altitude, high-performance people to be our best selves because we know that success is a team sport. So if we align, with, align ourselves with, with high-performance teams, then we can be that much better. We can contribute to a team which elevates our game and their game. Seven traits of high-performance leaders. Be curious, trust your gut, stay in your power, speak your mind, review your goals and progress regularly, accept full responsibility, and accept yourself. When these seven traits are implemented into your business and life and in your career, your performance doesn't just increase, but your influence increases. And the influence that you have expands beyond just your own experience. It's the experience of the people that work with you and around you and the people that love them and support them. It's an amazing ripple effect that can happen when we take on this notion of high-performance leadership today and every single day. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Remember to get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan of Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. Talk to you soon.